Okay. Uma Shamar Vayikach Moshe es Ishto Vesbonov Vayakivim al Hachamor Behe Hayidia. So, new Pasuk. Yeah. Moshe is now gonna head out and go to to Mitzrayim. So he put his wife and children and rode them on the donkey. Truth is, before we get into what the moral is saying, how many questions can we generate on this pasuk? If we if we learn this pasuk carefully. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am assuming that people have learned Rashi, Chumash Rashi before. Ari, go ahead. Besides the Hey Hey idea, yeah, which is going to be our topic. Um. Why we need the Bass? Say Ishto Ubanov. Good. Okay. Good. So okay. Good. So that would be. So the answer. So uh, an answer to that would be S is Toffel. Secondary to they come with the wife, right? Ishto ve'es bonov. It's uh, s is always a ribu. It's it's a inclusion of a secondary thing to the primary thing. So it was the the wife with the children. S means with, right? So he took he didn't take the wife and the children. That would be two separate items. He took the wife with the children, right? Good. That's one. Good, good, but let's ask a more fundamental question on that, on that word. Well, I have two. Ver- I have two verbs in one sentence. Ezra, you're you're uh, right here. Took and rode. Took and rode. Just what are you? What? So what does the took mean? If the once I have rode, what does it mean? Took. If you want to say he took him to Mitzrayim, okay. Tell say he. Um, he uh, saddled them. I think Vayir uh, Kivim is more saddled, maybe than road, right? Um, and he, he saddled them on the donkey, right? So he saddled them. But what is it? He took and he saddled. Okay, so now to answer that question, we're going to use what Ari just said. Ari, what, what did you say about Vayikach? Uh, it's an unusual lesson for people. It's an unusual language for people. Why is it unusual to, to uh, referring to people? Uh, usually, you take an item. You, you, you can lead a person or bring a person. Now, why can't why can't I grab a person by the scruff of his neck and? That's probably not what's happening here. No better than that. What does Rashi always say in Chumash? Every single time this word appears in relation to people, Rashi says, "Bedvarim." Convince them. Bedvarim, exactly. Yes. Why? Because a person is not his body. You could say he took their bodies, right? But that's but if you're talking about a person, a person is not their body. A person is their mind, is their neshama, right? So you can't forcefully take a person. A person is not something that can be taken phys- physically, right? So rather, vayikach always means bedvarim means he convinced them to come. Instead of just saying, Vayir Kive Malachamor, 
right? No, first, first he convinced them, and primarily the wife, of course, and the kids just kind of got slept along, right? They're, they're children, they don't have that much of a say, right? And then, once they agreed, he settled them on, on, on the donkey. Yeah? Um, now, before the hachamor, I would just say in general, is it like, who cares how he, first of all, who cares at how he got them there to Egypt? Maybe they took, they took a train, right? Um, I don't know, caravan, uh, camels, horses, by foot. What's the difference? That's a good question. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, that's and uh, number one. Uh, number one. And another one is Harkava is an extremely specific for he saddled them on the donkey. It's like okay. I mean, if you if you feel it's important to tell me that he transported them. Via a donkey, I don't know. Uh, just tell me. They traveled to Egypt on a donkey. But the Harkava is like literally, you're envisioning like the Chumash is painting for us. Moshe Rabbeinu taking his wife and kids and lifting them and putting them onto the saddle of the donkey. This is extraordinarily detailed. You know, I mean, the only thing left after this is which foot went into the stirrup first. You hear the question? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So, amen. So, for those joining us late, um, we're talking about the Pasuk, Vayikach Moshe S. Ishto, V.S. Bono, Vayaki Malachamor. And we're pointing out that there seem to be multiple questions. Question number one is, why is it important to know at all that it was about a, a donkey? What's the significance of a donkey? Well, just tell me they, they traveled to Egypt, however they did it. Yeah? And then, there's going to be obviously the Heiha idea, but I'm pointing out another thing is why is it important the Harkava, he saddled them on the donkey. Right, so three things uh, that, that, that we're asking. So, Moral says, Hayadia. Number one, the donkeys, the donkey, the known donkey. We are in chapter 29. How far in? Uh, not too far. By me it's one pretty big paragraph but you'd probably be like three smaller ones was there a shoe last week? 
So, by the way, notice over here that instead of the language of Harkava with Yaakov, it's a, it's a simple language of traveling, that he traveled them on camels, which is more important. We're, the, we're much more interested in the travel part than in the... I would be much more interested in the travel part than in the, than in the saddling part. Um, but Maral is pointing out a different point that camels um, seem to be what Yaakov used. I don't know if he means. I don't know what 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 he means. Is, is the Maral assuming that it was a more standard mode of transportation on camels than it was on donkeys? It's a more comfortable ride. Uh, a better ride? Is he just saying like in the past we traveled on camels and all of a sudden we're traveling on a donkey? Like by a chain, maybe? Like we use right. Camels to get in, why wouldn't we use camels to get out? Who? Camels to get in. To, to Egypt. No, no but now, we're, now Moshe is going to Egypt again. Now Moshe is going from Midian to Egypt. Oh, oh, okay. It adds the three words, Kederch Bnei Adam. Uh-huh. Oh. Camels. Is there a that? No. Oh, I mean, again, I, I, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, donkeys are a fairly standard mode of transportation. Were donkeys were like a Honda Civic back then? Like that. So that's like what you. What's it? What's a camel? Lexus or something? A camel is really interesting. It's like a camel is like a SUV. So it's weird. Like if you're going in the desert, the camel is good. But like you know, on city roads, you wouldn't. You know. Uh, you wouldn't, it, it's not as common to use a camel. Mm-hmm. But he's traveling from one city to another. So from one country to another. Maybe, I, I'm saying, but did he not have a camel? I don't know, maybe he didn't. I don't know, what, it, it's so posh and Moshe really had a camel? No. I, you know, I, I, I wonder if what the morale is bothered by is... What's the significant? Basically, what the question we were asking is, what's the significance of telling me this? Right? Is it, is it coming to stress that like you should know he didn't have a camel, like all he had was a donkey? And isn't it all about the the hay? No, it's separate. The old, the old is a separate question. Oh, this part you mean? What do you mean this part? We're currently okay. in the old. Um, means you see that a donkey. It, it, what are we coming to say by this? So, 
So I, I, when you take your family, the, the, the moral says, says, you know, says lo lo Did he not have a camel? So one of two options. Either for some reason we're assuming Moshe Rabbeinu was rich and he had camels as well. And so why, are we be, why is he choosing a donkey over camels? But I don't know. But why would we assume that he had camels? Maybe he didn't have a camel. So what kind of a question is that? I think I think the the question of the moral is deeper than that. Is who cares? Is the Torah coming to tell me he didn't have a camel? Is that what the Torah is coming to say? Yeah. Um, why, why mounting? Why the hey, I do it? Why why stressing that it's a donkey? Why tell me it's a donkey? Yeah. So if one thing you say it's a chamor itself, itself is pretty weird. But to say ha ha chamor is also weird. There. Right. Okay. Um, so therefore, the morale is going to bring a midrash perkeder bilezer v'almrusham. Vayarkivim al hachamor, who hachamor sharachav alav Avram Avinu. This is the donkey that Avram Avinu rode upon. Dixiv vayichbosh es hamoro, and he strapped up his donkey. Hmm. The donkey is. What are you talking about? The donkey is under four hundred years old. It's less. It's it's less than four hundred years old. That donkey was was strapped up by Avraham Avinu when when Yitzhak Avinu was thirty seven years old. Thirty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's four hundred years from the birth of Yitzhak to the going out of Kalasro. So it's still a year until we go out. So he's that's not that, he's not that old. He's not that old. He's only, only three hundred and sixty. He's only three hundred and sixty-two years old. Okay, I'm just saying. Right now, right now, it's not so weird. It's about to be very because, weird. because this donkey is obviously well within at least eight lifespans of the regular donkey, not ten. Okay, right. V'hu hachamor she'asid lirkov alav melech mashiach. Dixiv Ani Varochev Al Hachamor. Again, the Hey Haidia. Vhu Hachamor Shinivra Benashmoshes Bushesh Semi Boracious. So now he's really old. Adkan. Vyeshlit Mo me old beze. One should be wonder, great wonderment on this. What is the difference in this donkey and all other donkeys? What is uh, some sort of a special thing? I mean, he's not asking 
how can a donkey live so long? He's asking, why is it important? How did this donkey earn? Did this donkey do some sort of really big mitzvah? That he merited to be the donkey that has all these really important things happening to him? He's like the, the most righteous donkey of all the donkeys. Shane Suffolk, Shebehema Haisa, Ubehema Achas, Kemo Acheres. Saying animals don't are, don't dis, are not distinguished. They don't have zchusim uh, over other animals. There's, there's no righteous animals and non-righteous animals. Ve'od lama never b'sheishes he made b'reishes v'lolokach sharkamor and why do I need a donkey that's made from all the way back then? Just any donkey will do. Aval Razal he fligu me old Bechachmosom Legalos Mitsupune Hachamor. So, but, ra- but rather the sages went really overboard um, in their wisdom to reveal the hidden. Secrets of the donkey. V'lam be'elu shlosha davka. Shehem, Avram, Moshe, u'Mashiach. Siv, Sharachvu al-Chamor. What is significant about the three writers, Avram, Moshe, and Mashiach? Da, you should know. Ki kol rechiva hu moral she So, so number one. So you see the moral. Uh, he never kind of. He never directly asked it as a question the way that we did that why do I have to be told that Moshe Rabbeinu was Vayarkivim right this this language of Harkova we, we were saying that you just use the same language that says Vayakov Avinu Vayisa Osam he, he, he journeyed them on camels right so why, why the language of her cover, we asked. Maral never explicitly asked that as a question, but now in his answer, he is going to address it. By the way, I just want to point out that... Moshe Rabbeinu is not described as actually riding on the donkey. He he actually put his wife and children on there. That's one. And with Avram Avinu, it just says he strapped him up. He he he, he put to say 
put the saddle and everything on him. At least in, in, in the positive that's been mentioned. I'm trying to remember if, there's, if the Arps talking about Avram actually riding on a donkey. What? Is the Yarkivim referring to them? To his wife? Vayarkivim. Him as well? Aim. Vayarkivim. Them. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a limit. There's a limit how many people you can fit onto one donkey. Right. So, what's your saying? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't even ride on this donkey. That's what it sounds the like. Whole, the whole drasha we're going to go on here is about Moshe Rabbeinu riding on the donkey. That's what I'm pointing out. So, so what do we do with that? We'll see. Was he pointed out? I don't think so. We didn't talk about the Gorari. Okay. Daki kol rechiva hu mora al sheharochev nivdal min asher rochev alav umisale alav. So when you're riding on top of something, it shows that you are totally ab- above it. For example, um, there are a lot of things that your you know, employer are. Might ask of you, right? But if he like asks you to give him a piggyback ride down the corridor, you feel very upset about that, right? Right. Unless it was Purim or something like this. <laughs> Completely inappropriate. What? Why is that so funny? Because it's like such a paradigm violation, right? Like, I mean, you know, you can ask me to bring your coffee or something, right? But you can't ride on my pack. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a pack animal, right? So it means, it, it means, if you're riding, I mean, it means you're in a totally different strata than I am. Right? That's the relation between the goof and the seichel. Right? Like the... Um, like the, 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 the famous uh, marshal that Hazal bring uh, the relation between the shaman and the goof. Like the the, uh, the, uh, the, the... the lame and the blind. Right? The two, the two people. The one, the one is lame is one is blind. So... Uh, the, and, and they're put to guard the orchard. Right? So the... The lame one can't can't walk around. Doesn't have legs, uh, or not working legs anyway. So he says to him, "Why don't you put me on your back, and I'll tell you where to go, and you you, know, you walk me around, right?" So that's the body. The body is the blind one, right? Um, and the the shoma is the lame. That's on top of it, right? So that concept is a concept of relationship between the nosa and the nisa, the carrier and the one being carried. The vessel and the content in the vessel, the homer and the tsura. The, the shama is riding on the goof, right? Which means, in a simple way, the shama has no ability to be in this world if not through the agency of the goof. Kimiakashahu, Rochevalav, Misnasalav. 
right? Riding on top of someone means that I am much loftier than this thing. I'm on top of it in a very fundamental way. Meaning if I stand on top of a mountain and you're down in the valley, so we're both on the ground, right? It's just that I'm on the ground that's a little bit higher than you. I've got the upper ground. But if I'm on top of you, it means wherever you are, I'm on top of that. It means I'm qualitatively on top of you. I'm fundamentally on top of you. So, uh, we're not on the same plane. Tziruf means combining. I'm not, not combined with you. Combining means like a partnership, a, 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 a peer... What was the Havamina? Was the Havamina that they were? Like, I don't understand where the Maral is. Who? Where the Havamina was who? The what? Uh, an ish versus a chamor? Would we have thought that a man and an animal are peers? What kind of a ridiculous havamina is that a man and animals have anything in common, Ezra wants to know. Well, Ezra, um, you know, so far, Baruch Hashem, um, the liberals in this country have not outlawed uh, shechita, but in Europe, in certain countries, they have already outlawed the religious practice of slaughtering meat because it is more important for them that an animal's rights than is the right of people to practice their religion. Did you know that? There are countries yes. in I'm Europe. Sure that's a parallel to this case. Meaning we well, also have animal again, rights. we have it's a just conflict. Like, it's just one's an extreme. Well, I'm, well. So the question is, do we do? But 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 what we're saying, what we what we believe is that animals' rights take a complete backseat to human rights because there's no hashva'a, um, right? We're qualitatively on a higher level than they are, right? Whereas you know now uh, let's say some of you know, the vegetarians they, they, who oppose it because of moral reasons, right? They say. Oh, who says that your blood is redder than the, 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 than the cows? Right? What right do you have to kill the cow? Means, are you any better than the cow? Listen, at the end of the day, you're just a smart monkey. Right? So, who says that you're allowed to kill the cow? It's, it's immoral for you to kill the cow. Okay, that's... Yeah. Okay, so that you can ask that question. So, uh, so, but, but Ezra, that's that's the point, right? Is that uh, you and I are very deeply, uh, you know, seeped in this uh, in, in this uh, morality, which is called the Torah, right? But but people have to be qual- qualitatively different than animals. That's a real that's a real thing. Meaning. You know, I always say, to a certain extent, you know, between two totally secular people, right, one of whom um, is a vegetarian, the other one is not, I prefer the vegetarian over the guy that goes hunting. Because you know, the guy that goes hunting with his rifle and, like, you know, likes to shoot him and, like, you know, etc., like, that, like... He's not even thinking about like you know, I mean, a vegetarian. I mean, like someone who actually thought about it, not just someone who's doing it because it's cool, right? But someone who actually thought about it is he's actually morally awake. He's actually asking. He's saying, "I'm not better than an animal," and I would agree with him, right? So he's already one step 
towards... Why would, why would you agree with him? Because in what way is a person who is not serving Hashem any better than an animal? Okay. Right? He's just a, a more intelligent animal. Right? That doesn't, doesn't make him qualitatively better. He's just, so okay, so I'm stronger. I could kill them. Okay, does that mean that I should kill them? No. Right? So it's, a, it's actually, uh, there's a certain sensitivity to that. It, it's, it's actually something praiseworthy in that. Right? Whereas the guy who's also an animal, just like the other, they're both animals. But this one is an animal, and he's, and he's you know, like, like by, by animals, there's the herbivores and the carnivores. The, the carnivores are called chaos rows, evil animals. Why are they called evil animals? Because because they kill other ones in order to live, right? Herbivores don't do that. that that's that's a chayra, right? So between these two secular people, one of them kills animals and the other one doesn't. So one of them is a herbivore and the other one is a carnivore. But the so 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 you know, to a certain extent, these people, the, most people, until you become, and you have to understand, we have to talk about what Avram Avinu was. But a person has to be deeply connected to his neshama, as that I'm defined by my neshama, in order to say that you are qualitatively different from an animal to the point that you you're not on some sort of an equal footing with it. So much the Gemara in Hulun says that Amei Haaretz, Jewish people who keep mitzvahs, Tariag mitzvahs, but they are not, uh, they, they, they are not uh, on a high enough spiritual level, uh, should not eat meat. For this reason, because they're not, there's not enough of a difference. So, yeah, it's a very big Chiddush that Avram Avinu um, was on such a level. Now again, Ezra, obviously people rode donkeys, people people all the time are riding donkeys, right? Um, but for the Torah to describe that, it means the Torah is giving it a, a definitional value, right? That this is the state of being, this is where he was holding in a spiritual sense. I'm a little confused by the Lashon of Rechiva because I've seen the Maharal use the root of Rechava like Olam HaMrakava it's like the right. Olam of, of, of compound mixtures. compound but here we're saying literally the opposite good very good very good like Nivdal oh, so one sec good Wait. okay so uh, Dan's asking a very good question uh, I was hoping to delay it for a little bit later but, uh, yeah, but we can answer it later I'm okay I'll survive um <laughs> Because we can ask it, Dan's asking it more philosophically, I'll just ask it just um, point blank, right? Um, Bilaam rode the donkey. The other person riding a donkey is Bilaam, right? And Bilaam is the antithesis of Avram Avinu, and Bilaam, in fact, you know, Rashi over there talks about what Bilaam used to do with his donkey. Right? Uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Oh, um, well. You probably guess by the way you're saying it. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know yeah. Um, 
not rated, uh, not rated uh, PG thirteen. What? I haven't seen such a Rashi. The donkey said, to him, "Why not the donkey that you've been with all these years?" So there, Rashi says, but okay. "We've been intimate." Okay. I didn't know. Right. So, uh, so, so the so morale in their chaim, perkiavos. Uh, I don't know if he does it here or not. I would have to check. Um, but uh, he explains the difference that Bilam's donkey is called an, uh, is called uh, in Eton, I believe, which means a female donkey. Avram's donkey is a chamor, is a male donkey. Yes. Okay. Which uh, meaning what? So I mean, obviously it's not the same donkey. We're not talking about the same. Right, one is male, one is female, yeah, two yeah. different ones. Right, but besides that, um, so the, there's a concept of um, when you. We've discussed this. I, I'm assuming we discussed this before. Tzura Hamut Bebechomer and Tzura Hanevdalas Minachomer. Yes. No. Okay. So, Knan no. uh, is the standard that's back back in uh, which parak? Four, like fourth parak or something like this, right? Um, so Knan is the, so to speak, the epitome of Sura Hamutba Bechomer, right? Which is uh, concept or. philosophy, morality, whatever you want to call it, right? Which is engrossed in physicality, which means it is there only to enhance the physicality. It's interacting with the physicality in an in a, in a, in a intimate way that where the physicality defines it, where the two of them are connecting. That's why Bilaam's donkey is called a female donkey, that Bilaam was not only riding on top of it, but actually connecting into it, Right? Uh, and being impacted by it back, as opposed to Surah Hanevdalas Menachomer, which is Klausrel, where the Surah is, is an absolute definition. It is true regardless of whether the Homer likes it or not, right? There, there's no connection. It's a, it's a transcendence. That's why that's, there's a number seven and number eight. And number seven is Surah Hamutpa Bechomer. It's something that's coming to. Enhance and uh, to enhance, enhance the physicality, and eight is uh, a transcendent concept. We spoke about the difference between uh, the diamond that you find, whether uh, it's just a diamond that you're looking to sell in the free market, or whether it's coming to replace the jewel in the middle of the queen's um, crown, right? So, Ein um, Sham. So, uh, that's that's going to be the difference over here. Is Harkava just means compound. Harkava, uh, actually, from, a, from the the source is rocha, which means to ride. But riding is when one item is interacting with another item on a very very basic level. Harkava means compound. Two things come together. Now the question is what is the dynamic in that in that interaction, right? So the so the harkava can be in a way of 
Tsiruf, right? Or it can be without that. Yeah? So, um, you know, I guess, uh, and, and that is the model is going to explain is going to be depend on are you describing a male donkey or female donkey? So a male donkey is just being ridden by Avram. A female donkey is um, having uh, an intimate connection with Bilam. So Bilam is not simply transcendent from it. He's actually very much tied into it and dragged down by it. Okay. Um, <coughs> sure. Misnasi is, is uh, up from a language of nosi, of uh, uh, uplifted. Elevated. Yep. Elevated above. Uh, uh, above this thing. The Kasher Ratz HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Lehagdil es Avraham ves Moshe. Shem wants to elevate them. Lo hisnasus. Shehu Lumalochim Shehemis Nasim Bugvurosum Oboshum, not the standard, simple, silly uh, eleva- uh, elevation that the kings have of their strength and their wealth. Aval Hisnasus. There, Hisnasus Maila Kedosha Umaila Nivdelus Shayu Krovim Al Maila Elokis. So, you just want to talk about that for a second. What animal does a, does a king ride? A horse. A horse. Right? A horse. What? Yeah, that's right. That's right. What? Avram was a king. Why is right which, which king? Which kingdom was he? Was he in, in charge of? Yeah. Wait, which kingdom was he in charge of? I was there. I, I missed something. I guess he's not an actual king, but oh, he's not an actual king. He's a spiritual king. He's a king in a way that that no one can take that kingship away from him. His kingship does not depend on his. Strength, Gvura, or his wealth, Osher. Right? So, a Melech Basar Vadam, a physical king, rides a horse. Horses represent power, wealth. Horses are very expensive, very powerful. So, you ride on that, you're saying, kind of, I'm in charge of this stuff. Avram Avinu is riding on top of a Chamor, Homer. Saying, I'm in charge of physicality. I'm in control of my physicality. And that makes me more powerful and more rich than you are. You're in charge of strength and wealth. I'm in charge of physicality. Of my own physicality, that is. And therefore, of course, spiritual sense, all physicality. It depends. If you're measuring Avram compared to Bali Gaiva, 
the horse is amongst the animals is the is the most arrogant animal. Yeah? Um, you have to look at the at the Chazal. It could be the. Which one did you say? Cat. Cat said Tanua. There's There's something. There's brazen. Yeah, there's brazen. Right, it's not the guy. Yeah, yeah, no. It's a different. Well, different, different has a different question in, in Gorari about the horse. Why, why not a horse? He's saying a he little says cat it, it, a horse is, is oh, more kosher. Well, a out. horse is definitely it's, more kosher. More kosher, but a donkey, because of its pshitus, is more ele- is elevated closer to. Um, it, it's it's more. It's, it's less removed from Gashmir. It's more removed from Gashmir than a horse. It has its uh, has a higher madrega. Than <laughs> oh, we have to okay, have to see that. But uh, but but the point is again, someone. Who is who is displaying himself? Uh, horses are um, the arrogant animals. They're they're, they're also um, baliznus. They're, they're very um, they're big, very big balitaiva in, in that regard. As, uh, the, the Egyptians are described as uh, zeram susim, zeram. They're Seed is like the seed of horses. Yeah. Um, so the point is, this would not be a very complimentary thing for Avram Avinu to ride around on a horse, right? Um, for, for for a king, that this is his whole power. That's exactly what a king is, right? Uh, uh, he's rich. He's in charge of strength, and he's uh, a Baltaiva as well, right? Probably, you know, being that you have to have that, you have to have that uh, that display. You know, even the Jewish king has to have osher and has to have strength. Not too much. That's why he's limited in how many horses he, he can have. Not too many horses. But yeah, aval hisnasus kedosha shahayu krovim. But this is a different thing. This is not about how much power I have, how much wealth I have. This is about how transcendent am I. So there you want to do that in relation to a chamor, which represents physicality. Humris. Now so far, the truth is, that the only relationship that we have between a chamor and physicality is the, in the name, humris. Now, Dan was already alluding to some descriptions that the Maral makes of the chamor, why the chamor represents physicality, but right now, we're just taking it on the, on the word connection. Misnase alav, varochev alav, lefishehu, nivdel min hachamor. Okay, so let's pause here, um, and we'll try to continue this conversation next week.